And hello, welcome back to Mayor's Minutes. Uh, I just saw a comment that said I was expecting a different guest uh, this evening. I'm not sure who you were expecting, Jamie. So um, I have Julie Brady on, but uh, we, we've got uh, quite a packed agenda. So maybe the agenda talks to what your guest or your, what your thought was. Why does the TV say December 1st? That's weird. All right. Okay, so uh, let's jump right in because we've got a, a million things to get through here. I brought up a, a ton of information um, because there's a lot that's changing. Um, so let's go right into the charts. If we could go to the cover chart, please, and start with COVID because there's an agenda chart, I believe, tonight, too. So, yeah, uh, so uh, COVID has reared its ugly head again. Um, um, I'm informed that we've had a death in the city that does not appear in the statistics, but that's what I'm informed. And we had 321 additional cases this week. Um, so I will tell you that I participated in a mass mayor's meeting uh, um, Monday, and many communities are going back to mandatory masking. Uh, we're going to try and stay away from that here in Methuen, but I would tell you it's highly advisable if you're um, in close confines to mask up and I know the anti-maskers are going to come out of the woods, but uh, it, it is what it is, right? The numbers are the numbers. So everything the epidemiologists have told us uh, is happening. Um, so far, what I've been able to glean is that the Omicron, while um, infecting more people, even people that are vaccinated, uh, is supposedly less serious, but the jury remains out on that. And so I don't think we want to take a chance. So if you're going to a holiday gathering, my, my strong advice would be to uh, limit the size. Um, and if you're with people that you're not with regularly, um, and they're not vaccinated especially, to mask up. So um, that's all I'll say about that at this point in time. But uh, the numbers continue to change. Okay, next chart. We'll go to the agenda. So the good and the bad, no, that's fine. Uh, go to the agenda. We've got the COVID charts. I'm confusing you. My apologies. COVID charts. And then we're going to do a little bit of discussion on taxes because I, I, I see a lot out there. And, um, uh, hey, you know, this is your city, right? So people want to sit there and say you, you want you, – you, people are unhappy with what's happening with the taxes. Um, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you where, where, where we need to talk, right? Uh, we're talking about trash. Um, um, and people say, how do you put that in the tax discussion? It's one of the highest increasing uh, things that cost the city money. And yet we can't really get a lot of interest from the residents on how to change our program and how to do it better. Right? And so that's the lay of the land. If we keep it the way it's going, I'm going to show you a chart that you've seen before. It shows the money going up. Right? And there's only one way to pay for increased services, right? Um, and, and we'll talk about some other things related to that. So that's the tax discussion. And then the good news is we've got Julie Brady, the president of Methuen Rotary. We've got Light Up Methuen. We'll end on a more positive note. Um, so um, let's go to the good and the bad. So uh, we have a Light the Falls event this, this Sunday from 5 to 8 that I'm hosting, uh, 45 Osgood Street. If you haven't seen it, come on down and see it. Um, it looks spectacular, and we will have hot chocolate and cookies for people to drop by. Uh, I'm not sure what the weather was like early in the week. They were saying it would be rainy Sunday, but now my understanding is a little bit better Sunday. So yeah. fingers crossed that we can get it done. If it rains, uh, we postpone it to the 19th. Uh, not so good. Our vaccination rate is is now we're losing ground compared to the state. Not only are we uh, below, but we're losing ground. We're about 13% behind the rest of the state uh, when it comes to first doses. Uh, we are running certain clinics. There's one I just came from at uh, Sanborn Hall for boosters and uh, shots. The positive cases went from 228 last week to 321, 100-fold increase. 125, 20, excuse me, 124 of those were fully vaccinated. 58 Moderna, 61 Pfizer, 5 Janssen. Uh, and the trend overall, as you would expect, went in a negative direction. We've gone from 33 uh, to 70 in the last three weeks. And so that's headed in the wrong direction. 
But it is what the epidemiologists are saying. Um, now, <clears throat> uh, the great so you're sitting out there saying, why do I care? Um, you care because um, we're we're going to reach the point where we were at previously where we overwhelm our health care providers, and that's the issue here. So there's a scramble on for tests. There's a scramble on for vaccines. The city of Methuen will be partnering to do uh, vaccination clinics on the 11th of December and the 16th. So look for a public announcement about that, December 11th and December 16th, um, for boosters and or uh, first shots. And um, my understanding is on the 11th and 16th, unlike uh, the one at City Hall today, that we will have all three types of vaccines available. So that will open up, but you will need to register in advance, December 11th and 16th. So stay tuned for the hours, and that will be at St. Andrew's Church on Broadway, is my understanding. All right, let's get into the charts because we've got a lot to talk about on the taxes. All right, as the male-female split, 54-48, about 400 more females uh, to date. Uh, the next chart by age continues to show that uh, the under-19s lead the pack, uh, and the more senior people are, are getting less and less of the virus. Although, uh, the 50 to 59 group is probably the second fastest growing right now. Right? So there's a sub-thread in the 50 to 59 age group that uh, either isn't vaccinated or is highly susceptible to it. Last week, the 321, 97 of them were um, under 19, and then you see 52 uh, in the 50 to 59 age range and 52 in the 30 to 39 age range, right? So those two are deal, uh, dueling, excuse me, uh, for a second place there. Uh, more troubling is the 50 to 59 because we have more penetration vaccine-wise there. And so this is one that we'll watch closely uh, to see, you know, if what I said in the beginning of the program and what has been announced to us is true. Is the Omicron more spreadable? Uh, but at the same time, is it is it less um, virulent, I guess is the word? And I don't know if I'm using the right word there. So don't double-check that. And then my favorite chart, the big three, uh, you can see that uh, we're, we're standing there right with Lawrence and Haverhill, right? Well, Lawrence has had 501 cases the last two weeks, Haverhill 43, went through 439, so this is an overall peak. So we do this. People say, well, why do you keep looking at this? We look at this to see if there's any, you know, when all three are going up at the same rate, it tells us that there's a spike. If one is going up and the others aren't, it tells you there's something unique to each city. So, so far we haven't seen that situation arise. So we continue to watch it. Uh, but you can see that Lawrence, at the date, has had almost 24,000 cases of COVID, and Methuen is now up to almost 10,000, and Hafer broke the 10,000 barrier. Right, we're at 97.29 in Methuen. And then graphically, uh, you can see that our percent positive. Uh, so while uh, Lawrence and Haverhill have had more cases, <coughs> active cases, uh, the percent positive out of tests is higher in Methuen. So n we were 5.25% positive last week. We're 9.03% positive this week. So nine out of every 100 people that test are testing positive for COVID, and that is alarming. Okay. And then the most important chart, the vaccinations. So, and this is the correct chart this week. So you see that black bar at the top is the state. So you can see that the state, the percent of the state of people, excuse me, the percent of people in the state of Massachusetts that have received the, the first dose of the vaccine is 82%. That is uh, excellent. In Methuen, we are at 68.9. So we're almost 14% off the pace. And when you look at the state as a whole for complete vaccinations, the state average is 70. Methuen's at 61. So we gain a little bit there, right? But we're still trailing. So December 11th, December 16th, St. Andrew's Church, uh, Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, &J, uh, boosters, uh, or 
initial shots, vaccinations. You will have to register, so watch for the city of Methuen to announce those two dates and so you can register. Uh, because I've, you know, we keep running the clinics and we're not getting a lot of people to come to them. And then uh, I get hundreds of calls on a weekend saying, hey, how do I get vaccinated? So, uh, all right. So that's uh, kind of the COVID news. It's not good. Uh, it's going exactly the way the epidemiologist said. Um, as we head into the holidays, you should restrict any social gatherings. If you're indoor in less than six feet, you should use a mask. If you're sick, stay home. You know, that's the lesson for, for all of us. If you're, feeling, if you're not feeling well, stay home. Um, all right, so I, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about the taxes, and let's see if we got any questions. Uh, in the meantime, I don't see. Uh, uh, I'm a good friend of Anomalous. I believe the current popular observation that Omicron variant seems to be that is more transmittable including amongst vaccinated, but potentially presenting with less severe symptoms, at least among vaccinated populations. That's true. So this is double-edged. More transmittable means more chances to further mutate or reach vulnerable populations who will get more severely hit by it. That's true. Less severe symptoms can lead people to be careless and treated like a common cold, which makes it potentially deadlier in the long run. Appreciate that feedback. Um, okay, so let's talk about taxes because... Um, Listen, no, no, nobody likes you know, the, the saying, the, the only two realities in life are death and taxes, right? Yep. Um, and, you know, there's a prevailing theme that um, um, we should have services go up and taxes go down, right? And so that's the balance that we face here. So I want to kind of... Uh, just do some data presentation that may not be, you know, maybe we didn't do as good a job when we went to city council the other night presenting it, and maybe the average citizen can't see really what's going on here, right? Um, so if you go to the first chart, uh, this is just a summary of, of what we have for real estate in the city of Methuen. And it's a comparison FY21 to FY22, right? So if you look at FY21, we had $5.6 billion worth of um, taxable residential property in Methuen. That's over $6 billion in FY22, right? It's a 7.3% 7, 7 growth, right? Our commercial um, is, was uh, $503 million in 21. It grew to $523 million. That's a 3.85% growth. So clearly we need to, and this addresses something that came up the other night, and we'll come up again the 20th. Um, we offered a tax break to a business that's going to expand and add 50 new employees in Methuen. Um, hopefully you saw that. Um, to us, that's a good deal uh, because it keeps the, the business in Methuen. It keeps them paying taxes. And by the way, um, uh, I think uh, Jack Wilson made the point, it, it has people paying tax on a property that was tax-free prior to that, right? Yeah. Now, um, you know, I make no bones about it. We've got to do a better job growing our commercial uh, at the same rate as our residential is growing, right? We've got to attract more businesses, and that's one of the reasons you attract you use TIFs, um, so I believe the 20th we're going to have a, a second TIF for a larger company uh, that you should pay attention to, that we, we've got to slowly build up our commercial base here, right, so that we're not all dependent. If you look <coughs> at that far right, in FY21, 86.94% 80, of our tax dollars come from residential and 782 from commercial. Right? Well, that grew slightly to 87.33 in FY22, and 7.6 went down on the commercial side, even though the number, uh, the value went up. Right? So we've got this, this competing uh, issue that uh, we're too heavily focused on our residential, and clearly COVID's had some impact on that, but, um, you know, we're, we're going to have to claw our way out. 
And you're going to see some things over the next couple of council meetings that hopefully you'll understand why we're doing them. All right? Uh, and then there's industrial and personal property at the bottom, but I don't want to spend too much time on that. The next chart is just a graphical representation of the same. All right? It just shows you property is worth more in FY21 than it is in 22. When you peel all this back, you know, when I was at Raytheon, we used to do a thing called bluff, bottom line up front. The, the bottom line up front is while the tax rates are going down, both our residential and our commercial rates are going down, the value of our properties is going up. Um, and so that, that, that is a challenge, right? Um, it's not a challenge if you're selling your house. Uh, it's a no, good thing, It's right? a great thing. It's a great <laughs> thing. So... Um, so, okay. So, uh, and Dan Shabili asked a question. I'm going to. I'm not. I know taxes going up a year is inevitable. Just the joy of home ownership. Um, my question is, what are we going to see as a result of this fairly large increase in the form of services? So, so, uh, and, and I think this is where people kind of have it backwards, right? So the. The budget that we passed in FY22, and, and, and I like to ask that question, Dan, because I have a chart that answers it. I, I couldn't have predicted that you were going to ask that, but um, uh, I do have a chart to, to talk about at least a couple of things so that it gets you thinking about how do we do it. Because, uh, and I'm going to keep going back, you, the resident, do have some say in this, right? And I, I use the one that I'm beating to death here, the trash. You have a say in what we do here, right? If you want to keep doing trash the way we're doing, we can keep doing trash the way we're doing. But expect costs to go up. I was on this show uh, before I was in the hospital, and I talked about I got my first propane delivery for the winter, and I compared it to last year. Mm-hmm. So last year, with the same exact amount filling my tank, it was four hundred and forty-five dollars, I think, four fifty, ballpark. It was nine hundred and change to wow. fill the same amount this year. All right? If you paid attention to city council the other night, rock salt, um, which was forty about forty-four dollars in change per ton last year. Right? We we're being charged sixty-two dollars a ton this year. All right? Yeah. Miscus would know Miscus that. Miscus right? knows that. And so. Uh, big increase. Some of that's related to shipping and COVID, uh, and I think the CAFO explained it, but, um, you know, prices are going up, right? It isn't all, um, you know, just we're adding services. But I'm going to talk about, you know, I want to come back to Dan's question because it's a good question. Um, Please explain the 1.1 million disallowed by the state and why. I will. Uh, uh, let me finish these shots first, please. Um, the residential bills. Uh, so this is, you know, just a summary of the impact uh, and the value, right? And one of the fears that I have, and this is as a, a, a guy who'll be 64 on Monday, is uh, I don't want to get priced out of Methuen. I've lived in Methuen all my life. My mother's right. worried about that as well. Yeah, and so I think that's something that we've got to keep in mind with how we approach this. And so uh, as you look at this, um, for you know, the average family, uh, the FY22 tax is, is going to be 5118 which is a $293 increase, which granted is not good, but you'll see that the rate went down. So the rate has gone from 1464 in uh, several years ago, down to 13.05, right? So we're 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 making progress on the rate. The value of the property is ascending at a much faster, and the market. Um, I can tell you, the market is hot, right? Uh, homes in Methuen are gobbled up. Next chart. So this is a chart. I don't know if it got presented the other night. Um, but the capital did this. This is for last year. Um, this is Methuen compared to surrounding communities, because we tend to want to say it's terrible in Methuen. We terrible what we charge businesses. So we were thirteen point one nine and twenty six oh two in twenty one, 
And we're going to be 1305, and I think it's 2570-something in FY22, right? Granted, you're going to pay a little bit more because of the appropriation. But if you look, um, other than, um, you know, Haverhill and Salem, New Hampshire, we are competitively priced. Now, what she did there is, and this is an option that we don't always go into, Salem, New Hampshire has a one rate, which we don't. We have a residential and a commercial rate, right? And if we did have a one rate, um, that one rate would be 14.86 for residential and, and commercial. That would shift more burden onto the residential side where we're 87. If we're ever going to consider the one rate, this is just opinion, not fact, this is all of us have a voice here, is the time to do that would be as we start to move our, our commercial beyond that um, you know, limited number of people that we have in the city, right? And so that's where the investment in the city uh, comes into play. Okay. Uh, important chart, because I think people think that, you know, we're a runaway. And, and I would remind you that, you know, uh, we have been pretty conservative fiscally. And then the last one is, uh, you probably can't read it, and I apologize, uh, a historical analysis <clears throat> of where we've been. So last year we chose to uh, pay down some of the increase with some of the, the excess uh, levy, uh, excuse me, free cash. Um, uh, but, you know, there's a boomerang effect here, right? And that's what the, the CAFA was trying to explain the other night, right? It looks a little bit higher than it is because uh, we paid down last year. So the rate, as, I, as, you, as you see there, since 2000. 13. So the 2013, the rate was 14.4. It went up to 14.85 residential in 2014, and it has come down steadily ever since. Right? Meanwhile, if you look uh, the total single family value home and the average single va family value in the last year, so in FY21, the average price of a average price of a single-family house. So add all the single residents up, the 700 and the 200, add, add them all up, and you divide by the number of, um, you know, houses that you have, and you come up with the, the, the average. Well, that average in Methuen went from 365, 365,000 in 2021 to 392,000. So you're almost at $400,000. Right, so that's uh, almost a $30,000 growth in, in value. Again, you know, Julie, if you're selling your property, it's great news. It's great right? news, exactly. And a lot of houses are going for more than 400000 Yeah, Yeah, your average home in Methuen costs almost 400000 yeah. That's what it tells you. Right? So uh, a lot of data, and, and so now I want to answer Dan's question, which was a good question. So... Go to the next chart. So I gave you three things to consider. And we, we, so when we did the budget in uh, June, July, uh, we had residents coming out by saying, we need to help our schools. We need more teachers. We need more um, guidance counselors. The impact of COVID has driven us backwards on um, the mental health of our young. And that's true. So, Dan, when you ask about increased services, this is one of the things. We gave $5 million more in this year's budget to Methuen Public Schools than we gave in the previous year. And that money is going for additional staffing, additional guidance counseling, et cetera. And if you look at the ARPA funding, uh, even though we haven't got the, the list back from the auditor yet, um, a school is asking the city to buy a building for 11.2 million. Don't know if we're going to be able to do that. Um, I use an example that you know um, is most common. Um, hardly anybody I've run into in the city has said that the DPW is staffed appropriately. Absolutely not. Right? 
It is absolutely not. And my expectation is next week when I get the audit recommendations, they're going to say you need more people. Well, there's only one way to do that, right? There's only one way to do that, and that's with funding. And um, right now, you know, I, I want to put – we're in no danger of missing our budget because we're not staffed, right? But um, these are the things that drive the budget to be what it is. And I give you a third example, and, and, and I apologize. I know you guys are probably sick of hearing it, but the trash and recycling. So the chart on the lower right is just the tonnage of trash that Methuen hauls. And if you look at it, it's from 2011 to 2020, and it shows a steady upward increase. So we are paying more and more and more to have our tra- – this is the, I'm not going to get into whether we're happy or, or not with the current service provided because I've heard both sides of the equation from residents all over the city people that hate them, people that love them. Uh, I'm using this as hopefully a teachable moment so that we're all on the same page. If you go to the next chart, this is a chart you've seen as well. So the costs associated with that tonnage, on the left-hand side, our solid weight costs are up 53% in the last 10 years, 53%. Our recycling is up 155%. The cost of it, right? So when, when, when we send a presentation to city council, when we ask for a public hearing, we're really looking for your input on how do we do this, what is the way to do it so that it's most cost-effective and gives you the best service possible, right? You can't just say, I want, for example, I want... 120 people in DPW, you should know that at one time the city of Methuen had over 100 people working in the Department of Public Works. We're not even close to that now. We're not, we're not even within not even a third of it. Yeah. Um, and can't staff many of the openings we have. But um, there's a cost associated with each of these things. These elements, which are all part of building a budget, are not separate and distinguishable from the tax base. That's what drives your tax base, right? I think people think that there's uh, relentless spending. So, so let, me, let me address the other red fish. So there's all the hubbub on social media about the mayor lied to us. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to get the city council has the documents, right? Um, we asked about hazard pay. We got an answer. We did it. People didn't like it. It is what it is, right? I would not have done it if they had told us we couldn't do it. We did it. We also did the small business uh, license, you know, restore for common victual and alcohol license, and the state has disallowed that. We also did um, almost $70,000 in rental assistance program for people who live in the community we're impacted by COVID. And we went through a formal program and we submitted all these documents. And the state has disallowed it. The state said there's not enough there that proves that the rental assistant was due to COVID. We disagree with that. Quite frankly, I do disagree with it. I do disagree that 80% of our workers were doing hazardous jobs. Right? I'm not going to turn and look at the people who are running the fire department or the ambulance service or the police officers, or the DPW, who were out in the community and weren't working remote. There's a thread out there today that says um, majority of city workers were working remotely. I'm going to dial you back, right? And, and so I, I think in, in our lust to, to smack the mayor, and you're welcome to smack me, because those who smack me smack me regularly, right, no matter what I do. <laughs> in your lust to smack the mayor, I think you're missing one thing. Right? When we started COVID, we didn't have remote capability. Did you know that? Did you know that? Dial yourselves back to the point where you think about where I took the torment, where I had to go to city council to upgrade the computers because we took a cyber attack. Do you remember that? That happened in the middle of COVID. We didn't have the remote capability. So most of the employees weren't working remotely. 
it's a false statement to say that they were. Yes, some were. Yes, they were prorated. The mayor didn't get a COVID bonus, whatever you want to call it, the hazard pay. Um, anybody under contract, like the chief of police, the chief fire, they didn't get it, right? It was prorated for people based upon the amount of time they worked, right? If the compliance body had said, no, it's not eligible, we wouldn't have done it. It's that simple. But the compliance body also disagrees with funding the, uh, the common victuals and the alcohol licenses for these small local businesses, and I disagree with that. That just shows a lack of understanding for what it means to be a border community when 30 feet away in New Hampshire, restaurants are open and thriving. So what are you saying to a business? So go dial it back to what we talked about. We need to attract businesses to McDonald's. What are you saying to businesses when the Commonwealth says, no, you can't refund that money to them? Right? That's not a good message to any small business, as far as I'm concerned. So this mayor is, is still of the mindset that we did the right thing there. Right? I'll take my lumps on the hazard pay because those people have been lining up to do it. And I'm sure at the city council meeting on the 20th, I'm going to take my lumps there too. And it is what it is. But that and the rental assistance program, I do, I do those two again in a minute. And on the hazard pay, if they had just said, no, it's not eligible, I wouldn't have done it. Um, so now some people are talking about a million dollars and mixing. There's another thread that mixes the 400,000 we voted on last night for, or excuse me, night before last. Is it last night or night before? Night it all mixes last. together. <laughs> it's a um, big blur. <laughs> it all comes together. Uh, you know, and I use this as an example. I believe, you know, we had counselors who were saying, hey, we should tell the vote no. In the first place, I don't know that you can. I think in the end the state will just assess it. Um, but um, when we got our assessment of what it would cost us to send students from Methuen to the Vogue this year, we got a number. Great Lawrence Vogue had built in some of their ESSER funds, separate from the Methuen care money. Not money that came to Methuen, money that went to the Vogue. Right? The Methuen Public Schools have millions of dollars that came in ESSER 2, ESSER 1, ESSER 2, ESSER 3. They've got that money too. The VOC used some of that to reduce the appropriation from each of the communities, not just Methuen, Andover, Lawrence, Methuen. The state came back and said, can't do that. So the VOC came back and said, we need to appropriate X amount more money from each community based upon your enrollment of students. That's how that worked out. Is it a good thing? No. No, it's not a good thing. But in certain situations, I just use an example that you know um, we, we can we can you know we could have the vote in and put them up against the wall and you know the firing squad, but that, that wouldn't be fair. Right, because they did what they thought was best for the community to try to mitigate the cost impact to the community, and this is how it worked out. By the way, we still have our, we have over one hundred fifty thousand dollars in coronavirus, the original four point million. Uh, on the positives, all the money we spent on doing cares, all the money we spent on repairs for city hall, the air, the heating, that customer service station downstairs, all approved. Right, but. Um, uh, I disagree with what the state found. We've appealed it twice. Uh, they denied it. I've asked for an in-person session. I don't know if I'll get it. Sorry. Phone ringing. Right in the middle of the show. <laughs> well, it was good music. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Right? Now, uh, we haven't made a determination. By the 20th, we'll come back to council and say what we think the best path is for all of that. And I go back to that um, um, <coughs> you know, social media thread. Okay, will the transfer station be open later on Saturdays until 2 p.m.? Will be helpful to people. Yeah, so that, that came up, Teresa. Um, that came up, Teresa, uh, when I was in the hospital. We, we had the trash talk. 
And I want to come back on the trash talk because I, I want to focus. I want to get the, the residents focused on. So, so we've got an opportunity in front of us to talk about how we want to do something and understand the. So the job of the city is to say, um, everybody thinks that the, the mayor wants to go to automated trash collection. I don't know what I want, right? They're finishing up the presentation that talks about, here's option A, here's what it costs, here's the impact. Here's option B, and one of those options will be stay the same. And if option, if that's the option we pick as a community, then the cost impact of what I showed on those graphs is going to continue to, to impact us, right? Now, that doesn't mean that the others won't have some cost impacts, but my guess is that they'll be offsetting. So what are we willing to live with from a, a, a trash and recycle perspective, and how does it contribute? What is it when the audit is finished with uh, DPW and they tell us that we're understaffed, right? And I'm, I'm not... I want somebody going out there saying, oh, they may have predicted the end of the audit. I can see where this is going, right? They're, they're going to tell me I need a position, uh, a deputy position that's kind of a planning person. Uh, I've seen the pre-brief. Um, and they're going to ask for, you know, additional help in certain areas. Some of it will be process as well, right? I think you can see that we're trying to make the improvements with things like C-Click-Fix to get you uh, the improvements in the city that you need. But uh, I guess my point is none of this stuff is not connected. It's all part of a pie, right? And so every decision we make weighs on, right? We go back to the schools and say, I clearly did not make the decision um, alone, but I stand by it, to increase the school budget $5 million. The schools made a very compelling case. Superintendent, school committee made a very compelling pitch that we lost ground with our students, that their mental health had deteriorated significantly, that we needed help, uh, and we needed help now. Right? And, and we agreed to that. Uh, we funded it, both myself and the city council, with $5 million additional dollars this year. Right? So... Um, it's just understanding. And I know, uh, listen, I understand how painful it is. It, I'm not supposed to say these words on TV. It, it sucks when you pull up to the gas tank and it's three-something, uh, uh, you know. What used to take me 35 bucks to fill is now taking me 65 bucks to fill, right? I get it. Oh, yeah. I understand it. Um, I see threads on social media uh, about food places, uh, you know, criticizing because they're closing. People can't keep staff. It's, it's, it's a realistic problem here, right? So, um, so that's, that's negative, Neil. That's, that's where we are for the book. And, and, and above all, th thank you for that point, Bob. Uh, I've not tried to hide any of this from the residents of Bethlehem. People use, you know, people use the word transparency. Listen, I, I've been up front, right? If if the hazard pay is a mistake, that's on me. All right, doesn't matter who came up with that. That's on me, right? But I'm also partially responsible for that. Now, let me say, this administration, I won't say me, is significantly responsible for where we are with the free cash. When this administration came in, we could say what we want publicly, but we weren't in good financial shape, right? I don't like that the state came back and said, uh, we've got to pay that money back. It sucks. Um, and I'm not happy about it, and I'm not finished fighting over it. Uh, but at the same time, uh, my commitment to you is uh, we're going to finish FY22 the way we finish FY21 and FY20 in the black, and add to free cash, right? And I'm going to show you that we, we continue to know how to do that. And um, I'm asking you to participate, right, so that you're not coming out saying, this tax break, this tax increase sucks, it sucks. Tell us how to do it, right? Think about the things that you want, right? 
Because I go back to the DPW. If I took out the number of calls that I get about trash and DPW-related items, I'd have one half the calls I get. All right? So that tells me there's an issue there. All right? And we're trying to address it. All right. So I do have... Um, <laughs> smack the bear comment. <laughs> uh, so... Um, I do have Julie Brady. I do want to uh, present some positive info. <laughs> and Julie is the president of the Bethune Rotary Club. And uh, now you're in the second annual uh, Light Up Methuen. We are. All right. So talk a little bit about Light Up Methuen, please, if you would. So Light Up Methuen, we came up with this idea last winter, last fall, I should say, pretty much as COVID was going into its rearing its ugly head and increasing all over the place. We were all on lockdown. Families couldn't go out. Restaurants were closing. And a lot of nonprofits and service clubs like ourselves weren't able to do our fundraisers because everything was kind of on shutdown from March of 2020. So I have a house up in Maine, and there is a little town up there, Damascotta, and they have, every year, the Chamber of Commerce runs a fundraiser and an event for the, for the town and the, the whole area where they have businesses sponsor Christmas trees, and it's all up and down on Main Street, and they have a light-up, like a festival for the, they call it the Sparkle Parade, I believe. Um, they have a parade on the night after Thanksgiving, and it's one of my favorite days to be up in Maine. So I'm looking at this, and I'm sitting back, and we started talking at, the, at one of our board meetings about how we were going to raise the funds to be able to continue to provide what we provide to the places that we support. And I'm like, why can't I bring these little Christmas trees to Methuen? So in six weeks, we put together a plan where we um, got businesses to sponsor a tree. We were able to decorate wreaths the downtown with the REITs. Um, so businesses, it's our regular sponsorship anyways. We just incorporated it pretty much into Light Up Methuen, incorporated Light Up Methuen into our regular sponsorships. So you, you can sponsor Methuen Rotary for anywhere from $100 up to $2,500. And last year we added this tree and wreath piece because we figured it would help the city decorate the light post downtown. And we had 39 businesses sponsor trees. We had 52 businesses sponsor wreaths. So we were able to decorate all of the posts downtown. Um, as far as the trees, what happens is you sponsor, we drop off a tree, a, wreath, a tree, a stand, and stakes, and we ask you to decorate it. And then we ask you to please light it between 4.30 and 9.30 at night. We put it on a Google map and listed the businesses and the places that sponsored us. And we presented it. I mean, I went over it with you yep. and yep. checked with the Festival of Trees yep. to make sure it was okay with them that we <laughs> invaded on their territory a little bit. Um, and it took off. It got a great response on Facebook, on so all of the social media. People love the idea because with the Google map, they were able to drive around town. You could throw your kids in the car and go look at, and see all the different trees and hopefully find some businesses that you didn't even know existed in Methuen. So it would help support them as well. We also added the piece where we want people to vote for their favorite trees. So we added that to the Facebook page. All of the trees are posted on Facebook. Um, and we ask you to like the Rotary page and then like your favorite tree. So we had, of course, the top three we gave money, prizes to. So pretty much the people that won, it was a minimal sponsorship because the first prize winner got $300 and they sponsored a tree for 250 So right. they came out ahead and hopefully it helped them um, promote their business as well, because we do it on our Facebook and Instagram and Twitter account and our website. And then you, the, the, the city also, yep. got involved as far as letting people know about it. Yep. So it's great. Uh, and it, it adds a festive cheer. So I saw, um, I think it was DJ Mike, 
put a thing out because uh, his neighborhood does great light up. Yes. And then there's uh, other houses in Methuen that are all decorated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember back to when I was a kid driving around looking at decorated places like St. Basil's. Oh, yeah. Things like that, right? Yeah, I did too. Uh, so it adds a festive element. Right. right. So we have a list of, I think, on a slide of all the sponsors for uh, Light Up Methuen. Don't we? Yeah, there they are. It's hard to read, right? Look at all those people. Are, th- are those all tree? Those are all tree the tree sponsors, sponsors wow. yes. And they're all over the city, Julie? They're all over the city. They kind of, I, I, we got a lot on Merrimack Street. We have a lot that are right here in the square. Um, Haverhill Street area has quite a few, like for the bulk of where stuff is. But it, yeah. Holy Family, I yeah. mean, Martino's Towing, Valley Towing. I'm trying to think. You, <laughs> yeah. you know, we have. Yeah, me. By the way, that, that's St. Monica's. out of my pocket, not by this city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, Mexico Lindo. Yep. St. Monica's came in second place. Yeah. St. Monica's. And here by Kristen. Yeah. I, I, her tree was amazing last year. And if you look at it this year, she dedicated it to her dad who passed away right before Thanksgiving. And it is, again, a fantastic tree. I mean, we've tried to get them into all the parks. So they're in the gazebos. They're down on Veterans. There's one on Veterans. There's one at the Osgood Park. The Gatsby has has one. Um, Frank Morse and Riverside. Yeah, Burnham Road, yeah. Yeah, on Burnham Road. So we've tried to. It adds a festive element. So where do people go to see the Google map? They can either go to our Facebook page on Methuen Rotary. Um, The last post I did last night and every post probably before that also has the Google map on there. Um, There's a link to it. I've gotten a lot of requests, which is different from last year, but this year I've gotten a lot of requests to be able to view it so I can share it with people. If they email us at Methuen Rotary Club, um, we can actually share the Google map with them so they can view it on their phone or whatever. It just... Gives them the ability to do that. Um, Where was I going with this? (laughs) Oh, how can they view the Google map? It's on our website. It's on, and like I said, the the easiest part is to get it on Facebook. So it would make a great night for the kids, you know, to uh, take a look at the neighborhoods like uh, the DJ Mike posted and then take the Google map. You could drive around the city. Right. Uh, We didn't light up the buildings like we did last year. God forbid that. Uh, We do have candles in City Hall. They were left over and free from last year. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's a good night out for the kids. Get some hot chocolate, go down. Or when you come to see the Light the Falls this coming Sunday, mm-hmm. right, drive around the city with the kids. You know, it gets one, one, of the, one of the negative parts of this year. It gets dark so early, it's kind of depressing. Yeah. Right? I mean, 4.15, I'm not a fan dark, of this time right? of year I mean, at all. Um, but the only good part of that is the lights come on, right? right? Yeah. And so it really looks nice. I went through the downtown the other day. Yeah. It looks really nice. Yeah, we picked up a few extra people this year. That yeah. I, I It's fantastic to have the newer businesses. I mean, we yeah. lost a couple. Yeah. And I don't think it's – it's they have always been supportive of, of, of Methuen Rotary. It's just yeah. – some of the places, like you said before, they're short-staffed. They don't have people. They don't have someone to just go set the tree up. I mean, it's right. it's well, it's not that they don't support us because they definitely do. We didn't lose them. It's just they didn't have the time to set the tree up and go shop because yeah. they're running their business. So kudos, uh, i, I got to say kudos to Michelle Amber who helps me significantly, right? My yes. Tree, my tree looks good, uh, but when I see some of the other ones, I go, wow. Wow. Uh, kudos to, to Michelle and to your DPW. Yeah. They, they hung all the wreaths for us, yeah. and they, last year they hung them. They took them down. Yeah. It, they were fantastic. Yeah. I can't say enough about the DPW. Uh, we have a slide showing all the wreath sponsors as well. All right, so let's give them some shout-out. It's a, uh, kind of a tough one to read. Want to hit a few of them? My good friend John Vargas at Bada Bing. Yes, John, is, he's a great supporter of the community. So and you've got these, John, are the, the Loop. all over town or are they all downtown? The, the REITs are only on all the light posts downtown. Okay. So basically from the fire station right over to Mexico Lindo and Aspen Environmental and down as far as they go on Broadway. 
It looks festive. It, yeah, it really, I mean, it, it really, we're thrilled. I mean, I've been president of the Rotary for four years, and my, <laughs> I think I'm going to be there forever. <laughs> but um, I, I wanted a signature event. We really didn't have a signature event with Methuen Rotary Club, and this just kind of took off. Yeah. We got the community involved, and yeah. uh, we've got Rotarians that just yeah. think this is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I want to make a comment. So J- Jamie's out there, Jamie Crane. Um, you just want to talk about things that uh, you know you've posted on social media that are in litigation that I can't talk about. I don't have a negative view of the arbitration. Um, I don't have a negative view of some of those other things you posted, but I'm not at liberty to discuss them because they're still being uh, adjudicated. All right. So um, you you should understand you you. You have to, when you're in this job, you have to think about the risks to the city first, right? And that's what we do always. So uh, thanks, Jamie, for playing along, um, if you think it's playing along. Um, so um, how long is it out there? And It started on December 4th. Yeah. Tree voting started last night. Um, and it runs through January 1st. Yeah. And so if somebody let, – let's talk uh, – we've got a couple of minutes. Let's talk about the Rotary in general. Um, what's the mission of the Rotary, and how does somebody get involved if they're interested? Well, basically, I mean, the mission of Rotary is to provide service to others, promote integrity, and advance world understanding, yeah. goodwill, and peace through our fellowship of business, professional, and community leaders. Um, there's 1.4 million – Neighbors, friends, leaders, and problem solvers who see a world where people unite and take action to create a lasting change across the globe, in our communities, and in ourselves. There's 46,000 clubs, so we're just a small drop in the bucket as far as our little club. Um, But we did celebrate 50 years last year, so we've been around for quite some time. We've got members. We have a member who's been there for 49 years. Wow. Um, He we got to celebrate him this year when he hits yeah. his 50th year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's, it, it is. It's a smaller group, but we've just gained two new members. We actually have a third new member coming in. Um, it's a great opportunity to get involved and help anybody in the community. If you come in with your own passion about what you're passionate about, we try and make it work so we can help you support what you're passionate about. I go back to, I was on, when I worked at the bank, I was on four different boards, and that's how I started on Rotary, seven, eight years ago. I was on four different boards and a member of Rotary. So how did we make this work? So I, you know what, the food, I was on Neighbors in Need. I connected so we could make food baskets to support Neighbors in Need. We supported the Y with food. We supported Methuen Cares with food. Um, the psychological center, I did a lot of work with them and we're going to put them on our list of projects for probably midwinter. Um, literacy is a huge thing with Rotary. So we got involved with the Nevins library and put up four of the little free libraries that are all over town now. I believe there's 12 of them. There's 12 of them. And that was a fantastic little project that we did. And then we have our Celebration of Achievement, which honors – that's been going on for 11 years. Yeah. And that – basically that we give out scholarships to the seniors in Methuen, that live in Methuen. Yeah. You don't have to attend Methuen High School, but as long as you live in Methuen, our scholarship is available to any senior Methuen residents. Yeah. Um, and then we ended up partnering with that with the Holy Family. So it kind of all is whatever you're involved in and whatever you are – passionate about. Connie Dodo is very passionate about animals and she just loves her animals and she's a big supporter of the MSPCA. So we've been able to help them. Yeah. I mean, it's the senior center. We sponsor the, the Valentine's day dance. We, we have a lot that we've done in the community. I just, it's more so we've promoted it a little bit more trying to get people to be aware of what we, what we're able to help with. Yeah. The Clean Water Project, I mean, that too. So we got a good question. If Merrimack Street is such an action for the city, why not start with Christmas decorations? Do we have any businesses that 
participated Merrimack Street area? In the Merrimack Street area, we have Pitta Patter Academy. Yep. Um, we have Meshot Insurance. We have Fusion House. Borelli's was a supporter last year. Um, who else is over there? Valley Towing. I'm trying to think. Where's my slide? <laughs> Anyways, but there are, there are. And we would love to expand. Yeah. That was one of our things because yeah. I think Merrimack Street is a yeah. big chunk of Methuen. It is. It is. And to Ed's point, we've got uh, kind of a focus on that uh, for development working with the state. We've got a grant coming in, mm-hmm. and that's really exciting. I would love to get enough people to be involved, even with just the REITs. Yeah. I mean, the REITs is $100, and then we promote your business like on here. I mean, this year we're actually getting a lot more yeah. Um, yeah, publicity. Well, I'm on your show. I yeah. was me and Connie Dodo were on. A, um, we did a little skit for Methuen Community Television this morning. Um, <laughs> so it's 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 growing. Yeah. So hopefully, I would love to get enough wreaths that we could decorate the light, not necessarily the light post, but maybe the poles all the way down Merrimack Street. Yeah. That'd be great. I mean, it would be great. Oh, Pleasant Valley Gardens is over there, too. Yeah. On, they, they sponsored a tree as yeah. well. Yep. Good people. All right. So um, if you're interested in um, joining Methuen Rotary. In joining Methuen Rotary, you can uh, go to our website at www.methuenrotary.org. We meet every Friday. If you don't want to email us, we meet every Friday at Muddy Waters at 1215. The meeting runs for, till 130. But stop by next on the seventeenth. We are actually having um, we do a raffle, a Christmas raffle, and we get a lot of businesses come. Like the Karachis from Pest End are always big supporters of Rotary, and they come and they bring their whole family. We really have a good time. We yeah. sell raffle tickets yeah. and raffle off prizes. Lunch is twenty dollars. Only thing I ask is that you let us know you're coming, so we can make sure that Ed has enough food down there at Muddy Waters. Yeah. Um, but that's a great that's a great event to come in and visit and, and it find helps out more about local it. Business, right? So yeah, and he we definitely he's fantastic. He's yeah. great in the community as well. Yeah. So so Jamie says so I win. No, you don't win. Um, so always an argument. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I don't even know who Jamie. Um, so let me say so we got two minutes left here. Um, you know there. are there are people who are gloom and doom, and there are people that are, are not gloom and doom. This city is headed in the right direction, ethically, morally, financially, and otherwise. All right? And if you don't believe that, just stay tuned. All right? Uh, we've made steady progress the last two years. Uh, that doesn't mean we don't screw up. Uh, but we're go back and reread the note from the... FSO to the city council on the previous that the free cash is at its highest rate ever in Methuen. Right? We're doing some things right. It's not time to jump off the bridge and commit suicide. Right? There's, there's no need of that. So we've got, we've got we're on the upswing. Um, we've got to take the good with the bad. Right? I'm not going to sit here and talk about things that are in litigation. I can't. Um, I'm not allowed to. Um, but hopefully, after today's show, you get a little bit uh, better perspective of, of the tax issue. Um, the 20th at City Council, uh, there will be an ordinance presented to increase the prices at the transfer station and change the hours. That was one of the questions asked. That will be presented December 20th. That's at the preview of the Council. We will present it. I will recommend it, and council will make a decision. Um, and then right after the first of the year, we'll have one more public hearing on the trash, and hopefully you're interested enough to come out and tell us what you think about how we could potentially do it more cost-effectively and increase the service for you. Right? And so that's really what it comes down to. And then, you know, I leave you, as we prepare for next year, uh, for all the parents in our community who say we need more teachers, we need more buildings for our schools, all of that has a price, right? All of that has a price. Um, so those are the decisions that we have to balance as we go forward. Um, I do think 
uh, better things in the future here for the city of Methuen. I see us continued on an upward path. Uh, hopefully my health will as well. Uh, so I look forward to joining you again here next week. Julie, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Uh, if you have any questions in the meantime, you, my email is mayorperry at ci.methuen.ma.us. You can reach out to me anytime. You don't have to wait for the show. Um, and I try to answer as many questions as I can. In the meantime, we'll see you next week. And we've got another small business coming on next week because we want to go back into our holiday gatherings. So take care, stay healthy, mask up, uh, keep yourself safe.